Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Venom R Motivation Podcast. I'm very excited to have you guys here with me on this beautiful day today. I'm going to make myself quite comfortable here. I have an amazing view. Let me see if we can close these windows up a little bit. That way we don't have any any outside noises. But um, there's so much that I want to express. I've had a very productive day. I normally record the program earlier before starting my day. But today I started my day a little bit earlier and I had a lot of, uh, you know, business things to handle in my office. So for today, started my day, deep prayer, deep meditation, got myself together, you know, got some gasoline, you know, hooked up the tire pressure a little bit, ventured out, treated myself to a little bit of coffee. And um, from there, got to the office started doing some research, went over my social media briefly, got right to work, wrote an amazing article for Future Tech Plus. It's called The Power of No. Everything that was formatted for that article was all positive affirmations. I, of course, have this beautiful view of the city. Um, it looks a little bit different in the morning. It's a little bit brighter right now. It looks like it, we may even have some rain um, later in the day. But um, I want to thank you first and foremost for coming to, to kind of meet with us here in this gathering of the mind. So what am I excited about? Like, what am I feeling? Well, I'm putting together this tour and I want to continuously discuss the elements of it because it's also therapeutic but it allows me a sense and a degree of accountability meaning when I listen to the podcast myself I can pick up certain highlights and write them down if I haven't already done so because I emphasize on the importance of having clearly written down defined goals so every decision that we make is based on data points, but these decisions are made based on the results that we're expecting to obtain. So for example, everything that I am doing now is in preparation for my real estate company and my technology company. Music just happens to be the bridge or the gateway to establish those things. So for example, in today's article, I spoke about um, spending the least amount of money, being frugal, being highly accountable for all my expenses. And then out of all of the savings, using 88% to be, for example, um, an investment fund. And then for the other 12% to be direct savings. Now, before we even get to that figure, I wanted to donate 10% of my gross income every year to the church and 5% to charities, but then an additional 15% um, to the less fortunate people that are homeless that need medical assistance, assistance with education, and all with an inclination on business, technology, and the creative arts. So that's a new standard that I set for myself. The reason why I was specific and I mentioned, for example, let's say my gross income is because if I was to only use my net income, then it would be a lower amount. So by me saying my gross, because the gross is larger and, you know, about 40% goes into taxes, now I'm raising the standard on myself. I'm raising the standard on all of the efforts that I need to put forth. So I want to give a special shout out to all my business partners, but in particular, um, Frontier Airlines and of course, uh, Gigster.com. So I'm utilizing these two dynamics in order to launch the tour. 
the tour of course is worldwide and all of my international travel um only one portion would be sponsored by my business partners the rest i would have to basically do on my own the reason why i accepted the challenge is because of what i aim and i desire to learn throughout this process which is the logistics of it there's going to be a, a huge learning curve for me so in looking into all of these venues where my performances will be showcased um, it is important for me to begin the process of final selections of final destinations um, making all the phone calls so that I can start to establish a friendship with all of the hosts of basically where I'm throwing these events meaning the owners or the management staff of each venue um, I had mentioned previously, not only in the podcast, but in different articles, that in the music industry, if they launch a tour and they spend, you know, five, ten million dollars, if they gross anywhere from 20 to 30 percent, they consider that a good margin for success. And um, I knew that I had a unique competitive advantage because I'm already... Even even on the worst estimates, I'm well above 35%. And um, of course, my goal is to learn more and let's say, you know, as time progresses, even be able to produce better numbers. So how it would work is my business partners have a flight map, meaning it, it shows all of the markets that they have, let's say, transportation routes. So I would have to find venues in those same markets because now the promotion will go hand in hand from my music and technology company to my business partners at the airline and any other sponsors that come in between but most importantly partnership with the company that secures the venues for me my entire strategy was to stay away from uh, live nation and Ticketmasters. so the venues that I'm interested in are basically of a smaller capacity, but it does not mean that they're sacrificing on the quality of the event. Speaking of the event, I have made a final list, which I'm still planning to revise in the next coming weeks, but I made the final list using my main four sets, which are between two and four hours each set. And, um, I condensed it down to one set that includes 28 songs. Um, so far from what I was able to estimate, that's a performance anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours. And that includes intermission, change of wardrobe, and also engaging with my fan base. And um, in the previous format, it was well over two hours just of pure music. So pure music in this last set, which is called set number five, um, there's actually 101 minutes, which would be an hour and 40 minutes. So you figure by the time you get on stage, wardrobe change and a little of engagement with the fan base, then that will put me right over two hours. And I think that would be worth every person's uh, dollar every time that they come to see me perform live. Also, it opens up the forum for having open retail real estate to sell all the merchandise so for example on every venue um i try to secure the venue minimum three to four hours because it gives me the opportunity to have a live dj have catering have a talent show a dance competition as well as providing me the time for interaction with my fans as i'm introducing all of the elements for our corporate sponsors and um, the ability to sell the merchandise, which is where my bread and butter is. So every performance in a sense, is like a business convention for me. It's like a trade show. Um, if that can help put it in a better context, although it is a concert, it is a live event, it is live music, but it also allows me to connect with the direct market because if there's any sponsorships that can emerge it would be from that market directly and of course we would cross market on all pl uh, platforms right for all the uh all the business partners and and all of the people 
that are basically attending the event, as well as giving us the dynamic to invite the community to support the event, because I want to always have a select amount of tickets to give away to people that work in education, you know, the churches, schools, technical trade schools, people that are in artistic and creative arts, they will be my promotion or my, my what you call back in the days, the street team. So this is basically how it works. Even though I will be part of a membership through my business partners for let's say my travel, I can only book a flight the day before if it's national in the United States and only certain parts of Canada. Now, if it's an international flight, the very few markets that they're able to, to fly to that are international, those have to be reserved 10 days prior to flying. So technically, I would be unable to book a round trip because if it takes a week and three or four days to book the departure flight, for example, I will have to automatically come back the following day. So there, there's not a threshold for me to book that return flight. So I will have to pay for that return flight at whatever the face value is. My advantage comes from being able to get that international flight. If it's more expensive on a departure, then select that option. If it's more expensive on the return, select that option. Then as a force multiplier, every connecting flight in my tour route, I can plan other events at local places that are, let's say, in the market of the United States. So let's use Jamaica as an example. Um, places like um, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Argentina, Jamaica for sure are in my, in my, uh, in my tour dates, right? So let's say I would have to fly from Dallas in the United States to Jamaica, right? And I have a connecting flight that lands in Atlanta. Well, guess what? I will have a performance in Atlanta between the connecting flights. They can even be a same day flight or, or a next day flight. So now I'm not losing that downtime because I have a connection in Atlanta, if that makes any sense. Okay, so now from Atlanta, I fly to Jamaica. Let's say that that trip is $1,500, for example, but the return ticket is only $750, right? So half price. I'm already saving on the $1,500 by using the departure flight to get to Jamaica. Now when I return after the concert, I'm only paying $750, but because... I didn't have to pay for the departure flight. It's as if both flights cost me $750 altogether. But wait, there's more. Remember that I picked up an extra concert in Atlanta in the process. And most likely, I already did a performance in Dallas before I left. So I've picked up three additional concerts by doing the false multiplier. How can I do that? Well, when I fly back from Jamaica, Instead of flying to another international market, I will fly back to another concert in the United States. Let's use Mississippi for an example, or Tennessee, or even New Orleans. It's all in the same region. It's all in the same area. I can actually pick up an overnight show because the fact that they are in the market of the United States, I can book a flight the day prior to. So let's say from Jamaica, I fly back to Mississippi. Now I have a concert in Mississippi, but if someone calls me in Florida, I can also do that event and then fly back international after the 10 day threshold, meaning I would do 10 shows and then go do a show in El Salvador, then return to the United States, do two or three shows and return to Costa Rica and go back to the United States, do three, four, five concerts and then go to Argentina. From Argentina, maybe, depending on the prices or how booked those uh, flights are, now I can go from Argentina directly to Acapulco in Mexico. 
So the whole purpose is to learn how to master this system, not only to build up the reputation for my business partners, because I have to promote them at every single concert. They are sponsoring the tour after all. But by building their brand and trusting that they will do their best to continue to build their brand with their own efforts, I'm also building a brand myself because not only am I looking out for my business partner's brand and, and helping them build and expand their brand, I'm expanding on all local businesses and municipalities that are in the e-commerce of whatever businesses are going on in that market. So now I'm tapping to a different world because I'm expanding my network. At the same time, at every interval, I'm promoting my music, my brands, my franchises, my products, and my services. I'm selling merchandise at every single interval. The fact that now the entire United States becomes my hub, I don't have to just take an international flight and be stuck either paying for a, a place to stay. Let's say, um, you know, let's say I get a, a presidential suite at a, you know, a five-star hotel or whatever it's either i spend the money to to remain in that presidential suite or i spend a portion of that money traveling to a market that is more affordable during my downtime and then going back out internationally because you all know that my international concerts are 12 times you know the price just because the dynamic of concerts and live events are completely different overseas the appreciation for the arts overseas is unparalleled. People do not buy bootleg records overseas. People will not watch a concert on YouTube. People will pay to go see Phil Collins if it costs them $5,000 a ticket. They will pay $3,500 to go see Mark Anthony. So when you hear about these bands like the Bruce Springsteen's and U2 and Metallica and the Red Chili Peppers, when these guys go overseas, these guys are making either the same amount of money that they made in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, or more. The demand for creative arts and like live performances only gets higher. See, technology overseas only emphasizes the way that their consuming habits were already established before. Because let me tell you, I love vinyls and I love listening to music and I love enjoying it in public, but there's nothing like a live performance. Even though it's not perfect, you know, sometimes things go not as planned. The fact that you can hear a drum and a drummer and see somebody sweating on stage and, you know, pacing back and forth and connecting with the public and stuff like that, that is, it's an experience all in its own. Now, the only difference is most established artists have some type of digital, you know, DSP distribution. So people are used to hearing them on Spotify, iTunes, um, Pandora, etc. They, due to their contracts and agreements, are unable to bring merchandise themselves. Um, maybe a sponsorship or a third party can do that, but they themselves as artists cannot do that. The difference is, you know, you may pay $100 to come see me perform live, but I have an NFT for sale that's $300. I have a hoodie that's $400. I have a hat that's 85 bucks. If you want to buy a keychain, if you want to buy a pen, if you want to buy a coffee mug, you can buy that for $30, $40. Those items are my entire profit, even if... I take a loss on throwing the event, the merchandise, just selling, you know, let's say I sell a sweater for $600, which of course you only have a certain percentage of the gross population that go to live events that will purchase it. But one of those sweaters is six tickets. That's six seats that are now profit for me. And you know that as the closer you get to the event, the ticket prices go up. The, the less capacity that is available as far as open seats, the tickets may start at 40 bucks. But when you're three, four, five days out from the event, those $40 seats are $140 or even $200. Every market is different. And this is why I welcome 
the learning experience because I'm going to learn what the dynamics are internationally. Now, the last time that I did this was in the very beginning of my career and I was not in full control of my career. I did not understand any of these concepts. Now, at this point of my career, this is when the true profit comes in because everything has been a learning experience. So for example, by me securing the business partnership for travel, even if I saved 60% of my expenses, that is huge when you're talking about a million dollars. If I was to spend $2 million on a tour, and let's say in transportation alone, I was spending 800 grand. That's almost half of what the actual performance, you know, throwing the events and going on the tour, right? What are your biggest expenses? Well, transportation, food, and lodging, meaning where you're staying. But you also need other things, like you need clothing, that's the wardrobe, and you need to pay for promotion, publicity, marketing, and everything else. Because in every market, it's not like you're going to have an agreement with an advertisement agency. You know, in Sydney, Australia, what I may get for $20,000 worth of an investment for marketing and promotion could be completely different in New Zealand. And that would be different from Italy, France, and Spain, and Germany. You get what I'm trying to say? So all these variable factors, you have to put aside an additional 35 to 48% just for a surprise, just so you're not caught, you know, unprepared. But basically, this is the secret sauce. This is how you make the secret sauce to have a sustainable, successful tour. Because if you have two successful tours, you don't get to do another two or three or four other tours. Two successful, three successful tours turns into 12 successful tours, turns into 24 potential tour opportunities. And let me tell you something. I have friends in the music industry that would do a tour and a tour for them is like 31 days, 25 shows. Like, Again, and I have a lot of reserved feelings about that. But think about it. 31 days, you're working almost every single day, and you're just stopping. You know, a tour for me is like 11 months. That's a tour, at least a worldwide international tour. I can understand something simpler being three to four months, but how many markets can you really touch in one month when you're only doing 25 shows first of all there's 31 days in a month you should be able to work at least 27 or 28 of those days what is going on with the logistics that you're unable to do more than one performance per day because you have 24 hours in a day you can get six to eight hours of sleep that still leaves you 15 16 hours a performance for that type of artist is probably 25 minutes. So I want you to really, really think about that. And I want you to put that into complete context. This person, okay, if I'm able to do four or five shows in a day, this person should do 25. Because I have a whole set, like it's one to two hours. A two-hour concert is like Michael Jackson. That stage, props, pyrotechnics, lights, smokes, dancers, choreography. Like, I can't do that. But I can be on stage performing for four hours with no problem. And that's with one wardrobe change. So, if you're telling me that I could do what I do in 20 to 30 minutes, it's game over. I'm not doing anything less than five, six shows a day. So five, six shows a day, 10 days, that's 60 shows. 120 in 20 days. 180 shows in a month. Even though I don't like the time frame because you gotta give your body an opportunity to heal, et cetera, et cetera. I'd rather do that for three or four months 
and then take two months off and do it again. Then take a month off and do it again. And that's the year. That's it. Um, I was listening to a lecture where the concept that was being expressed was the fact that if you want to increase your income, you just build a bigger business. And, and every business has its threshold. It has its capacity, right? So now the natural course of action is if you want even a higher income and success, well, that comes with a bigger responsibility, right? So what do you do? You open a chain of stores to get to that uh, next capacity. You don't increase productivity by working more hours. So for example, for me, if it's more profitable to do a two-hour program, like do, do a two-hour uh, two live performance or, or concert series or whatever, then I'd rather do that than do five or six smaller shows where I'm making less. I would only uh, sign up for a medium or a smaller show if it was in a connection between, let's say, transportation and logistics, just so that we don't have downtime. You know, if we have a private jet, every time that that jet is in the sky, we're making money. Every time that that jet is not in the sky, we're paying storage, we're paying maintenance, we're paying for, you know, insurance, all these other expenses just from not using it. Do you know that a plane can get damaged just by being in storage? It is no different when you have an exotic vehicle. If you don't drive a Ferrari, if you don't drive a Porsche, it will self-destruct. None of the components in those vehicles are designed to just be idle, to not be used. The whole purpose of driving one of those machines is because you love the art of the automobile and the actual experience of driving. This is why you can't have a trailer queen or you can't have a car sit in a museum. Anytime you take it out of the museum, you have to rebuild the entire fucking car or most of the time. So it's the same thing with a jet, right? So if as a company and, you know, us being a small independent record label family owned and operated, a small technology company, you know, a small real estate company and everything else that we do, we have to be active in the field. We have to make music every day. We have to do digital marketing, promotion, uh, publicity, um, we have to make all the phone calls. We have to send all the emails. We have to establish all of the partnerships, all of the friendships, all the sponsorships. Everything is based on us. The better that we are in our hunt, the better we can celebrate. We only eat what we hunt. What we kill is what we eat. So if I don't make a phone call and say, Nike, do you guys want to collaborate? Nike is way too busy to pick up the phone and call me. If that makes any sense. They are way too busy and their scale is so vast that we will get lost in the sauce. I attribute the same thing to social media. Most people in the public palette are selling products or services. They're building or establishing brands and franchises. Everything that they do is for the sole purpose of producing a profit. So even though they sell you the image that this person is really administrating their Instagram, etc., the reality is, is that they have an entire staff that secure the fact that that's all that they need to do to gain the public perception of acceptance. Everything now is based on shopping habits. Everything in social media and content creation is all based on interest. So it has gone to a whole nother realm. In that lecture that I listened to today, it spoke about how the world has changed since COVID-19. And there were so many people on like antidepressants to be in certain industries and fields that they'll never go back to that system. 
COVID-19 allowed people to reflect on what was really important. Do you really want to be in a situation where you're stressing every fucking day? No. No is the answer. So now people have a choice to be in a productive working environment. Now people value those 20 to 25 years that they're working for a company because they're building that dream. Not only their own personal dreams, but they're building the dreams of those companies. So now people are more understanding. What I learned and what I drew from that is the same context of what I was sharing with everyone. If I solve everybody else's problems, my problems disappear. Because all the energy that I'm putting out into the universe is positivity. So if my business partners or my sponsors are slacking in something, I can pick up the pieces because I'm on the front lines. I gave an example in my magazine, in Future Tech Plus, which you can find on LinkedIn. If let's say I have a concert and a performance, every venue is different, every market is different. Every marketing company, every printing company is going to be different. So let's say that we're used to being in a certain type of market where we can build uh, beautiful billboards and, and things of that nature. Let's say we come across a new market where that's not common. And here we are ordering a fucking billboard and the billboard looks like shit. Do you think that the corporate board that represents the stock and shareholders for my business partners, do you think there's any way for them to know that? Sitting on the fucking 100th floor of a 120-foot skyscraper? Of course not. Who's there present to say, you know what? That poster looks like some bullshit. It's too small. It's too this. It's too that. Do I need to call them and say, listen, you know, I'm going to get another company to see if they can mount this billboard in a better perspective, in a better position. Maybe they can fix some of the colors. Maybe they can fix some of the font and the lettering. Whatever it is. It's missing something. Something's misspelled. I'm not going to call corporate and wait for them to go through the chain of command to make a decision to send somebody out there. And, and let's say they don't make it before the fucking concert. Who's going to go and find the company to rectify that problem immediately? I am. Because the better that they look, and combining that with what they're doing to build their brand, the better my company is going to look. Because I'm not allowing any bullshit around my company, around my brands, my products, my services. In a business partnership, there has to be understanding for every person's point of view. So we have to be considerate. Okay, what if we have an event? And... Uh, let's say more of my staff is there than one of my corporate sponsors or, or business partners. We order food. We have a big buffet for all of our, uh, all of our staff members. Am I going to wait for corporate to authorize for them to order additional food for my business partners, representatives and their staff? No, I'm going to say, listen, we're all business partners. We're all going to eat. If everybody was going to get five, six pieces of chicken, well, everybody's going to get four pieces of chicken because you're going to donate two pieces to that person who's helping us build this dream. This is how it works. Just because I have a big Fortune 500 corporate sponsor, sponsoring a concert or an event, does not mean I can't go to the local internet cafe or mom and pop uh, grocery store or mom and pop hardware store, or let's say the family owned and operated farm that has a milk plant and I can't help them and say, you know what, you know, what, what can you guys afford to, to pay me? You know, I'm going to make these banners. I would love to have, you know, your company's banner at my concert. You know, I, I can accept whatever you, you know, this, how much it costs for me to make it, you know, anything that you can pay above that, you know, I will, gladly appreciate it and I will welcome it I will do it for you oh well you know the banners 500 and all we have is 375 dollars I'll take it that's an additional 375 dollars that's three and a half almost four seats 
So yes, the venue may only be 5,000 people. I can only sell 5,000 seats. But if every time I make a business deal like this with a local business, and I'm gaining in one, one negotiation, well, I just gained four seats. Well, I just gained five over here. Well, I just gained three over here. Before you know it, my capacity is not just three, 400 people. Now it's 500 people because I've sold 200 extra seats worth through marketing and digital uh, promotion. And, and these are just small examples. Every time we come into that town, every time we come back into that market, what are those entrepreneurs, business owners going to say? You know what? This guy's sponsored by this, this, and that company. And they still put a flyer up there or a poster or a billboard for our local bakery or our local, uh, you know, whatever, carpet cleaning service. No market is too small. No business deal is too small. Even if if if, if an entrepreneur said, "Listen, you know, I, I I can't pay you guys, but I can bring some waters, with ice and some sodas," done. I'm throwing the event. I'm the financier. I rented the space. It's not going to hurt me to build a nice little beautiful booth, put a nice beautiful lady to represent your company. And guess what? If you can bring the owners, I have tickets and seats for them. If you can bring management, I have tickets and seats for them. If you can bring your uh, favorite staff that you want to, you know, commemorate them, somehow reward them and just say thank you for all that they do for you and your family, your loved ones, building your dream. I have seats and tickets for them. I reserve a portion of every, um, every performance for that. When I put together a marketing and promotion package, I already include some seats and I always leave extra seats. So if everybody wants to come plus one or two, we have coverage. Who else is going to do that? Corporate America is not on the front lines of business. They don't know about things like this. They don't understand how the world has changed. They're still somewhere in a skyscraper in an office corporate building. I'm not. I'm performing all over the world. I'm seeing different market trends. I'm seeing what's working and what's not working. I'm also building networks for all these business partners that are building businesses. Those networks become an extension to my network. So what I learned in one market, I can apply in the next market. But this is how it works. It's about consideration. So for example, in one of the articles I mentioned how we always hire beautiful ladies, right? Well, we don't even need inventory. You know why? Because everything is done online. Everything is on an iPad. And guess what? All of the models that represent our brands, whether we're in a car show or a sound system show or, or a business convention, whatever it is, it could be a trade show. They're not only going to get paid their salary. They're going to get paid on commission. So you know what? If you sold uh, 45 T-shirts, we're going to have a few extra $100 for you. That day of. That's not including your salary, your paycheck, your bonuses. That's your bonus for the day. You want to go make $1,000 a day? You could do it in my company. Do that shit two or three times at every fucking event. And you're going to see yourself making half a million, a million dollars. For something that you're already paid to do. Something that you love. You're already there. You might as well push the extra mile. And get that commission on that sale. You're already there. So the better that the company does, the better that our business partners do, the better that our brands grow, scale, and expand. That's how it works. There's plenty of opportunities for everybody. There's plenty of money for everybody. One thing I am not is fucking cheap. You fucking believe in me. You help build my fucking company. I'm going to make you a fucking millionaire. Only you could fuck that up. So these are all prime examples of things that not only can you learn and implement in your business, your field, your trade, or your industry, but you can also teach that to the people around you, and then they could continue to pass it on forward. Everywhere you go, you're going to learn something, and you can apply it for the next challenges that are sure to come on your path and your journey to success. That's what's going to set you apart after COVID-19. you got to think outside of the box. So, you know, first of all, I apologize. I'm going to open these, these windows, get some ventilation going in here. But just to, to give you a, a prime example, right? 
what is going to set you apart? We already know everything is in the digital realm. Okay, how do you promote and market your business in the digital realm to set yourself apart from everybody else? I'm going to have to compete with a lot of those marketing companies. Why? Because we're a multimedia company. We are digital marketers, if that makes any sense. So if they're charging $5,000 for a billboard and it's only going to be up, you know, for a performance and event could be six to eight hours. They're charging you $5,000. Pay me $1,200. I'll put that shit in there days before the concert. I'll put that shit on every fucking social media network that I have and all of my business partners' social media networks. And guess what? I don't even need 1200 If I could do it for 800 or 750 I would do it. Even if it cost me $700 to build the display, that $50 bonus could be an additional seat, even if it's in the fucking nosebleeds, in the, in the bleachers. What you want to do to scale and expand and secure your growth in the future is to capitalize on every opportunity that comes your way. So in the same way that I could sell extra seats by locating, uh, I said by locating, by linking up with the local community businesses, you can do the same too. How many new potential clients are you missing out on because you're not thinking outside of the box? What can I do differently? Guess what? At the next event, when I go back to that market and we make the hoodies and the t-shirts for the event, you know, you know how some people go to a concert and it shows in the front the name of the concert has the graphics in the back it says all the different tour dates well why don't we take a portion of that and put all the sponsors names and information and business contacts on there what is it gonna hurt I'm already making the shirt I'm already paying for the fucking the, the screen printing and and however many colors and graphic designs and all the other shit if I'm gonna hire a, a graphic designer and I'm in India where the fuck do you think I'm going to look for a, a graphic designer? In China? No. I'm going to find somebody there. I want to go to the local bakery and the local internet cafe and the local hotspot for the nightlife and the local restaurant. And I want to connect with the local trade schools that focus on the arts and business and technology. That is my crowd. I'm, I'm doing things that I love for people that care. My concerts are not for everybody. My events, you have to come dapper dan. You have to look the part. There's no sneakers allowed in my concerts. These are gala events. These are red carpet events. All my music is very romantic, melodic, no curses, feel good, have fun music. We're not selling fucking booze in my concerts. We sell moonshine. We sell nutcrackers. We sell fucking top-of-the-line wines and, and moscatos and, you know, high-end liquors. You're going to be able to order a glass of Remy Martin VSOP. We don't order regular fucking Remy Martin. If you're going to order Johnny Walker, it's going to be green label, white label, or blue label. We're not going to throw an event where we're selling black or red label. Nothing wrong with that. But it's not for my clients. When we're going to talk about business, the, the meeting spaces and areas, we could, we could even have a dating service there during that process. But a dating service for people in entertainment and in business and in technology and that deal with the arts. That's completely different from going to a fucking dating service. Just like the dance competition. You're not just going to come to my concert and dance the reggaeton songs or the dembo songs or the mambo and the typico perico ripiao songs or the salsa or the bachata. No. You're going to compete in all sectors. Best dancing couple goes to the best dancing couple across a wide spectrum of music genres and styles. Because in my music catalog, you got 24 different genres of music. When you come to see me perform live, even if I'm doing a wedding, a Sweet 16, a quinceañera, or a corporate event, I'm bringing you the culture. This is bigger than me, the artist Venom R, 
I'm bringing you the tropical islands of the Caribbean. I'm bringing you our rich roots and, and cultures and everything that deals with technology, business, and the arts. That is the signature of everything that I'm doing. And the fact that we're able to bring it to you on our own terms because we have the sense of pride, of ownership, is the reason why you come to support me because I'm the person that supports your kind of business. Your internet cafe, your bakery, your grocery store, your car dealership, your real estate company. I'm the guy that says, man, in a few years, you're going to be the next fucking Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey, or fucking Sam Walton. You're going to be the fucking Berkshire Hathaway. Because when you look at my company, my brands, that's exactly what I want you to think and what I want you to feel. That's the experience that I'm guaranteeing you. I don't want to give you anything below that. So, for example, I have a, a concert in uh, in Australia. This venue is fucking beautiful. This just when you see this 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 venue, it is just fucking gorgeous. Like I could literally film the Grammys there and be completely uh, appropriate it is so beautiful even the areas where people can dance for the dance competitions for what they call the industry mixers where people you know network and have their little tables and booths and sell their products and services and items and things like that and they network you know they exchange flyers business cards whatever it is even that area is carpeted so that when you dance you don't hurt your feet Yo, do you know how far that sets me apart from all other artists? How many artists in 2023 and beyond have you ever heard having a conversation about business like this? Think about it. They don't even know that that part of the world exists. So... I don't need to throw an event with 20,000 people. If I can throw an event with 2,000 people, and it is a lifetime experience, captivated and captured on an NFT that lives forever on the blockchain. And this is just one example. Every time that I'm able to secure a venue of that prestige, that magnitude, it takes my brand to a higher level word spreads fast and the best marketing and promotion is people speaking in high regards to what you do how many more businesses are going to want to do business with me when we build a reputation for being professional executing on everything that we promise in that business formal proposal how much fun every person can have while working with me or for my company, that is what I get to take home. I don't need to pay for a cent of any type of promotion because the people in my events are gonna tell you whether they came to see the concert, whether they came to network, whether they came to socialize, whether they came for the dancing competition, whether they just want live music, whether they want to see new talent, maybe they came for the talent show, maybe they came for the um, for the, the, the dance competition. It doesn't matter why they're there. What matters is, is that when they leave, they have an experience. That's what matters the most. That they have an experience that cannot be replicated or duplicated or even copied or cloned. Only then will people truly understand what I aim and desire to bring to the table. If I was to perform at Yankee Stadium tomorrow, I wouldn't be able to deliver that. So whereas everybody is, is focused on, I have to do Yankee Stadium, great things and, and one day I will, multiple times. There's so much potential in me delivering a completely different experience.
So what was looked upon as as the overdog, right? The the overwinning uh, perspective, leaving the underdogs out. Well, guess what? I'm showing you that the underdogs are still the diamonds in the rough. Because now the music industry is not going to have a choice but to raise their standard. Because the moment that they do not, I will capitalize and take that business away from them. It would be a shame if an artist that's part of the major record label system with millions and millions of dollars and followers and all the bullshit that comes with it is unable to deliver a better experience than I can using my own money, using technology, and hiring the best people on earth to deliver the best live music performance that money can buy, bar none. Doesn't matter how big the venue is, doesn't matter what the market is, whether it's national, international, or anything in between. You will not outwork me. You will not think as outside of the box as I already have my entire life. You wait until I perfect this system because incorporating a private jet into my performances, it's like when you have a tour bus. It takes time for you to figure that shit out. Gas, where you gotta park, where can you park, traffic, all that other shit. Same thing with a private jet. Now, my focus is completely different because I'm like, you know what? I have millions of dollars doing something that I love in the way that I wanna do it. And I'm making an impact that is priceless. I don't have to be cookie cutter and do it like this or do it like that because that's what the industry does. If the industry's already doing it, I don't wanna do it. There's no challenge, there's nothing for me to gain from that. I wanna be a pioneer, I wanna be a maverick, I wanna be number one, I wanna be unique and I wanna be special. In everything that I do. So when people think about live music, performances, concerts and events, I don't want them to only think about Prince and Michael Jackson and Madonna and all those legends. I want to be added to that conversation. I want to be part of that list. Whether it's the top 20 performances or top 20 performers of all time, I need to be in that top 5, in that top 10 category. Remember, there's millions of musicians, companies, etc., etc., etc. What is going to set me apart? This is what's going to set me apart. This is the new business model that keeps me holding on to the pride of ownership and gives me full creative independence where I don't have to depend on any system, not from any label, management company, investment firm, none of that shit. I invest my own money, my own talents, my own time, there's no way that I could lose. I got the best music in the world. I have the best people around me, the best business partners. And I'm going to travel to the best parts of the world to touch the best people out there that are yearning for good music. Something that you can listen to with a pair of shorts on or a business suit, whether you're in a business meeting or a professional setting, or you're in your downtime with your loved ones and your friends. It's time to raise the standard on all levels. Who said that an artist cannot be an entrepreneur? Who said that an artist cannot be a businessman or woman? Who said that the standard has to be to go through Ticketmaster and fucking Live Nation? When you look at companies like Rock Nation, that's just a fucking distraction. Those are label imprint deals. Everybody in the 90s supposedly had a record label. Bullshit. It was the same record company with a different contract, and they may have changed the logo. But when you read the fine print, you see who's the real distribution chain and mechanism and system. So fuck that fantasy and not living in reality. I want to focus on reality. I make music. I make money. They go hand in hand. Music is an art, just like everything else that I do. Even computer technology is an art. Building hardware, software, and building systems and designers, all that shit is, you got to be a creative person to do that. That's not a fucking day-to-day -day 
normalcy that you will see in any other trade. Did you see the fucking details in the new Grand Theft Auto? That shit is art, but it's just digital, just like a fucking NFT. Do you know how much fucking detailed data points and shit they got to cram into that game? And of course, there's simulators, you know, in the computer world. But look at the lifelike movie cut scenes and how they market it. That's why video games is killing everything, especially movies. Those are fucking artists, man. A lot of those characters, the details, the gameplay, like that shit amazes me. One day, I pray that God gives me the opportunity to start fucking doing my own video games. Because I am amazed by the art how they were able to combine art business and technology a video game is 65 to 85 dollars when it first comes out remember that i come from an era where a music cd was 19.99 and then became 14.99 and then 12.99 and eventually 11.99 can you imagine what the profit margin is on an 85 dollar video game how can I be an entrepreneur and not be uh, inspired by that right how can I not be motivated to say one day I want to do that think about it inspiration is all around you some people are forever eternally motivated forever eternally inspired I want to be one of those people I want to do fly shit. I want to travel the world and touch the world with my music. If I can fucking avoid putting my music on iTunes or Spotify, I will avoid that shit like the plague. If I have no choice for whatever reason, you know, in the future, that may be different. But as far as I know, I can bring my music direct to consumer. I have vinyls, I have CDs, I have Blu-rays, I have DVDs, I have uh, digital cassettes, I can make cassettes. I can make my own t-shirts and flyers and hats and pens and fucking refrigerator magnets, whatever the fuck it takes. But there's nothing like opening that vinyl or that cassette or that CD or even that DVD. I miss that. I miss the four-page booklets. You can't get that from a download. I also miss the sound quality. There's so many records. Sometimes you download them or stream them online and they sound so flat. They're so compressed to make them, you know, stream. To make them as light as possible so they can just be streamed. There are people that would pay three, dollars $400 for one of my vinyls. It costs me anywhere from $100 to $200 to make one. If I can make one for 200 and sell it for 475 or 500, I would do it. I would do it if I could sell it for 400. Because that type of experience is fucking priceless. And that's what it's about. How can I not just sell you a product or service? How can I give you an experience? that you're going to talk about for the rest of your life. You remember when that guy started? Man, I went to one of his concerts. Yeah, it was Australia. Oh, man. You know, I signed up for the competition. I met a beautiful lady in the dating service. You know, I, I won a few rounds of the competition. I saw the music. I networked. I had a blast. I saw so many people from the community. I saw small businesses, and he was supporting all of them. Who's going to tell me that I can't? build booths for all of my vendors and put flyers and, and billboards all over the venue before the concert. I don't have to go to fucking Ticketmaster or Live Nation and ask them permission. I can do whatever the fuck I want. If I can help a small business and all they have is $5,000 for that billboard and it cost me 4855 bucks to do it, I can say I'll do it. For every small business owner that comes to me and says, listen, we have a small restaurant. We can't pay you a fucking red cent. But we'll cater the event for you. And we can't give it to you for free, but we'll give it to you at 20% above cost. Deal. Done. I'll do it for free. If you build a network with my technology company. Done.
we'll build it for you. You don't have to pay me for six months. By the time you have to make a payment on the network, I'll be back for the second or third concert. That's what it's about. It's about building those relationships and holding on to the handshake like Kevin Hart and Jay-Z taught me. Make more of those moments happen. Incentivize people, inspire people to want to do business with you. What's going to set me apart? I'm going to be like every other fucking artist on earth. I'm going to follow the same cookie cutter profile and same cookie cutter path. This is how you do it to be successful. Fuck that shit. I woke up today and I drove to my to my offices in my studio and I asked myself, if I could drive any car today, what would it be? 512 Testarossa. That's how I woke up today. That's how I felt. That's what I wanted. I didn't want anything else that comes between or comes close. As a matter of fact, I went online to look at my inventory for my exotic car collection. I, you know, I was going through my uh, Ferraris for today. And they all have a different price range and they all have a different emotional value. But they're the total opposite of what I wanted to drive today. I didn't want to drive a front-engine Ferrari today with a V12. I wanted a mid-engine Ferrari with a boxer V12. And the only one that has it, the widest Ferrari ever made, is the 512 Testarossa. To me, success is being able to do something like that and think completely outside of the box. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time that we have for today. I leave you with that. I want you all to have an amazing day today. I hope that we're able to learn at every one of these gatherings of the minds. May you have an amazing day today. May you conquer everything that's in your path. And may everything that you touch turn into solid gold. Always remember to dream big because dreams come true. It happened to me and I know for a fact it's going to happen to you. Tune in for our next episode where we will continue to explore everything that I'm learning with this new business model and this worldwide tour known as Enter the Venom. Thank you guys so much. God bless. And I love you guys so very, very much.